From the home offices of Ash and Flow, this is Unbillable Hours, a podcast about professional services marketing. Stick around to listen to our insights, tips, and best practices to improve your firm's marketing and even your career. So welcome everybody to this new episode of the Unbillable podcast, where unfortunately we have to excuse Ash once more. He is being kept in an undisclosed location. Just kidding. He's busy elsewhere and otherwise fine, but he can't make it today. So, so, um, this one will be just me, which I guess is probably fine because we got, or we had scheduled an episode today for you where we actually wanted to revisit something we sort of touched upon in our previous episode where we had Luke Smilerson, if you remember that, uh, to, to talk about the 2023 consulting trends. By the way, you know, sort of plug here, you should go back and listen to that one if you haven't done so. It's a very informative episode, probably the best one we've done so far this year, right? Jokes aside. So in the discussion with Luke, we touched upon the fact that the buying of consulting services is now very much as digital as experts always predicted it would become or would be right this is primarily caused by long-term trends you know the shift to things being researched vetted bought, and so forth on the internet and that's been accelerated through COVID. so Luke touched upon that the fact is the way firms buy consultancy services has changed and Luke therefore made the prediction for 2023 that um, firms which embrace what he then called digital first business development would grow much faster than their peers and more profitably as well. I fully agreed to that, still do. I think that there's enough research out there also that shows that this is very much the case. But I thought for this episode, or we thought rather, maybe we go back to this bit of last week's conversation and dig a bit deeper into this idea of digital first business development, what it means and what could be a good way to think about it in our roles as consultancy marketers. So if you're up for it, you know, take out your unbuilder hours, note sheets and pencils and, and take notes as I walk you through it. Uh-huh. I think for starters, maybe taking a step back, when we talk about digital first business development, I think essentially what we mean is that that you do business development in ways which lend themselves to today's client needs, client preferences, client expectations. And that's, so, so to speak, that's the, more, that's the primary aspect also. All of those just happen to have to do something with digital, right? Which is why that is in the name. But uh, it's more about client preferences than it's about digital channels or technologies. That's the point I'm trying to make. Essentially, if you look at these client preferences and you can dig up whatever research you want to dig into, the good one I could recommend, and I'll put that in the show notes, is the Inside the Bias Brain report from the Hinge Research Institute. I think they have a new edition out. I'll go back and check, but I think they have another one out there. And there's also research from, I don't know, Source Global and from Gartner, broader B2B context. All these say the same, right? 
clients today want to do their own homework without having to speak to someone from the firm. And that's the major difference to what we had, I don't know, in the last decade, for example. Um, what this means is, what I mean when I say homework is, they want to identify issues they might have in their business by themselves in their own time, right? Without talking to experts from your firm. They want to prioritize these issues by themselves using some sort of methodology, which again, they prefer to find on their own time. They then want to research possible solutions typically, and they'll then try to build consensus around which ones are first to pick in, within their own company. And then they go out and establish some criteria for finding vendors, and then they find some vendors. You get the idea, right? They go through many of the steps of the buying, B2B buying process on their own time, through their own means. And they do that, and this is important, primarily by asking peers for pointers, I'm a CFO, you're a CFO, how have you solved this in the past? These types of conversations. And I do it online through search and by consuming content and all these things. I want to dwell on the peers point a bit though, because this is often underestimated. Of course, we have voice, word of mouth and industry networks and associations and places where you could do that, where if you were the CFO, you could go find another CFO and talk to her about your problem and how she solved it and all that good stuff. That existed in the past as well, right? But if you think about it, then the possibilities to have these kinds of conversations have exploded with the advent of social media, professional social media in particular, right? LinkedIn, Entre, other places. Twitter, maybe in some cases, yeah, why not? So the exposure you can have to peers in your function, in your job role, in your level of seniority, and they have multiplied by the thousands. And it's much, much more common today for people to go into these networks, ask around, make connections, maybe find a user group and take that route. So my point being, if you see asking peers or colleagues on top of those lists, it's worth keeping in mind that doesn't have to mean these people sit in the same office, right? This is often a digitally mediated conversation as well. So all things considered, right? A lot of these channels have become digital. I think that's my point. So it's doing their own homework by themselves, and it's using digital channels or primarily digital channels to do that. And when we say you should pursue a digital first strategy, what we mean by that is that folks should build business development strategies and tactics that, that lend themselves to this type of buying behavior, right? So if we say a digital first business development strategy for a consulting firm, what we mean by that is a business development strategy that lends itself well to these new client preferences, which have a lot to do with doing their own homework as buyers, doing so in digital channels, and doing so either having insightful conversations or consuming insightful content, right? Which is there is where it gets back to marketing, probably, right? They want to do all that and they don't want to speak to consultants until they're very so right late in the game, right? And it's maybe helpful to remember and maybe helpful to think about how that means. Not necessarily that you have to change the principles of doing business development, right? It's still about having insightful conversations, sharing insights, helping folks out, and then doing these types of things to build trust and build the relationship. But it's not necessarily that that's not changing, right? That's not going away. But the, what is changing is the way you need to package it, you need to prepare it, you need to distribute it, right? And this is where we get into well, the connections between digital first business development and then digital or modern marketing, as we often talk about, right? We could say 
I could simplify this and say that digital first business development is essentially business development as you know. It's just uh, prepared and packaged and done in a way that allows you to do it through a website and some ads. Right. But that's that's oversimplified, but to a certain point, that is what it is. And ironically, this requires a lot more than just set websites and a bunch of ads. It requires you to fundamentally, or on some fundamental level, rethink and reinvent how your firm goes to market in the first place. Okay, so or your business development to lend itself to digital first buying. If you think about it, it has to meet a couple of criteria, right? It has to be designed in a way that it reaches the right people with some position in ways which are convenient to them, right? That's important because the internet is a crowded place, all the channels are full. So if you're missing the correct people, that'll be difficult. And also there's very few filters on the web, right? Everybody's on there. It's not, a, it's not the same as attending a conference where the participants have already sort of been pre-selected for you and it's only CFOs attending. Right? Not everybody's on LinkedIn. So if you are not very clear on whom you're trying to reach, you'll never be able to do it with some efficiency. Right? People in ways which are convenient to them. Right? Obviously, you then also have to speak to them in ways which immediately resonate with them because online, even more so than anywhere else, attention is the scarcest resource. Right? So we got to make it clear that what we have to say is for them, will help them in a matter of seconds. The initial connection has been established. The next thing you want to do, obviously, is follow up with helpful content they can consume on demand. And you have to do that consistently and over an extended period of time because we know that you know the B2B buying journey takes time, especially for consulting agreements, especially if they're higher ticket ones. And you then eventually have, if they follow you on this journey, start to guide them into a clearly defined and very high-value, low-risk type of offer, which I sometimes refer to as that's online shoppable, right? It has to be in a way that they can say, I understand what this is. I think I like this and I'm going to either buy it right away or put in an inquiry to buy it on this website. Again, this is the idea of business development mediated online, right? That's important and not many consulting firms have it. And then finally, you have to have an experience line up after that point. And they say, yes, I'd like to take the offer. What happens next? has to be, again, up to spec, up to their expectations, so they have an experience that doesn't make them run away. My key example here is lots of consultancies have a contactless button on their website, which is already bad, but if I click it and submit the contact email, you know, it can take time for the partners to respond to me, which in this online Amazon, Shopify, whatever world of today is unacceptable to many people. So you can still lose them there. If you brought them all the way, they submitted the thing and you lose them because your experience after that isn't great. So these, I would argue, are the five major points your business development has to be able to do. And if it doesn't, well, you know, that's the problem of your firm, essentially. Now, I wanted to give you sort of a framework to think about this stuff right before I leave you guys for today. The way you can get this kind of digital first business development in place for your firm is by putting building blocks in place. And there aren't that many. There are, in essence, only four of them. What we need is a clear strategy. And I can see a roll your eyes because we always say that, but it is just true. You need an offer. You need a story. 
and you do the system. Let me say it again. Strategy, offer, story, and system is what will get you there. What I mean to this is, obviously, a strategy, like I said already, if you want to get in front of the right people with some precision and in ways which are convenient to them, you have to be very clear about who those people are, what they might need, what they might be interested in, where they are, right? Where they spend their attention. This is what we talk about awareness channels, right? Essentially online places where they just hang out to consume information. And you have to validate your presumptions there a little bit and then write down what you know. In other words, you have to have a strategy and a written down strategy that defines your ideal client profile, the buyers within those ideal clients, you know, and things they are interested in. So you can always sort of state a course or course correct as you execute programs. No, that's just the basic requirement. Sorry, you find strategy boring, but we have to have that. Now the next point, the offer is we get to get that in the second part right now, because we want to be able to guide people through a sort of a digitally mediated journey, right? We want to guide them to a point where they find something they clearly understand, they can see the value of, and they might even be able to buy or at least inquire to buy online. Again, like I said, on a website, right? That's the idea. And this requires a fair bit of structure, right? Let's say it's a workshop you're offering or some sort of assessment. What does it look like? How does it work? What's the effort the client has got to put in? How do you deliver it? Like all these things have to be put into place so that we can have the desired effect at the close to the end of the journey, right? Well, then the story, obviously, that's an easy one, right? This is where we get into the messaging. I said it before, and whatever we tell people, it has to resonate within seconds. And this is where, A, client insights, which we sort of described in our strategy, come in to help, as does the description of our offerings, because we will need messaging to top of the funnel, draw the clients in, speak about their issues, speak about how and why we are positioned to help. And then we also need messaging for the specific offer. But that's that. That's what we mean by story. And there's also an element of, once we have the messaging, we should be able to derive topics and themes for educational content and maybe even some sort of editorial plan. Because like I said before, this messaging has to be put in front of these ideal clients again and again, right? Some consistency because buying journeys are long. I'm not going to buy a $25 million consulting agreement just because I saw one ad once, right? You'll have to keep educating me on a long cycle time and show the value of your insights of your ideas time and again. So story. And then the last part is just system. What I mean by that, and we've mentioned it maybe before, this isn't about software. It's about having processes, having maybe templates, having routines, maybe right at the lowest level to ensure you can educate the audience with content, make the offer if the time is right, just with consistency and efficiency as well, right? Resource finite um, consultants time is expensive. So you got to better figure out how you can keep up beating the drum or engaging the prospects, I should say, over an extended period of time. Now, this is it, right? This is why we need the system at the end there. And if you put these things in place, well, congratulations, you, you have your uh, four building blocks you'll need to drive digital first business development. As, at least as I see it, as we see it here, the Unreal Power podcast can't speak for Luke, but I think he would maybe agree in principle, even if he had 
to add some things. So, so there you go. That's what we have for you today. That's sort of our recap, reiteration, connection, whatever to the previous episode. Like I said, Ash will be back for the next one. If there's nothing else going on on your weekend, maybe go back, check out the trends episode with Luke. And other than that, I wish you happy Friday, good weekend eventually, and we'll stop the recording right here. Thanks for listening to Unbillable Hours. If you want more, tune in next week. You know where to find us. 